When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone is doing well. Again, we are, I think, I believe, into the sixth week of this pandemic quarantine time frame. And, uh, but I see a lot of people I've been talking to are in high spirits, and we hope that everyone is doing well and using this time wisely to revamp and reset so that when we uh, get back to whatever the new normal is, that you're going to do it on in the right way that's going to propel you forward. Uh, today's show is being brought to you by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process and also helping to create interdependent family structures based on behavioral modification to address limited beliefs so that they can create uh, families that operate from interdependent communication that leads to better leaders in our homes, our communities, and our businesses. Those that are new to sustainable success, uh, again, you found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. We could also be found on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Come check us out. We've had a lot of great guests over the years where you can tap in to find out about just about anything that could help you not only scale your business, but also your personal life as well. We look at life and business as one. And we encourage you to get, get involved, ask questions, so that way you can benefit in any capacity that helps you personally and with your business. Today we're going to have a great show. Today we uh, have a, a, a gentleman named Tim Ray. I'm going to before I introduce him, I'm going to give you a little background about him. He also has his own show, and it's a great show. You're going to learn more about it today as well. Tim is known as the Conscious Voice of the South. He's an award-winning, international, paradigm-shifting, no BS truth seeker. After spending many years working timeless hours and going about the everyday shuffle, Tim eventually hit a crossroad. He was either going to bury his head in the sand or shift the mindset of people across the globe. Tim was tired of the toxic media bombarding the world with negativity, and he knew that he would have to light a torch and gather an army of people who believe in the power of their intentions. So in 2009, he founded United Attentions Foundation and the UI Media Network, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to assist others in learning how to transform worrisome thoughts into positive intentions. And without further ado, we welcome Tim Ray to the show. Tim, how are you doing? Hello, Tim. Can you hear me? I said, Chris, wonderful. Thank yes. you so much for that wonderful <laughs> introduction. No, no worries. I thought we lost you there for a minute. No, we're good. So, uh, you know, right, thank wonderful. you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And I, I, I was looking forward to this show. I mean, this is almost like great timing with, you know, what with why you do what you do and in the times that we're in right now, why living, you know, with intent is so important. So I, I kind of like wanted to start off like, you know, based upon when we gave the bio about you, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, your journey from you know, back be prior to 2009, you know, what led you to, you know, to get involved in really helping people to really, you know, you know, live out and in, 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 in live out their intentions? Uh, thank you so much for uh, asking that question. And I'd probably say probably the scenario that's occurring now back then I thought would be occurring then. So that was probably the <laughs> <clears throat> driving force for me. 
Uh, I really was. I mean, I, uh, I've always understood the power of intentions at a young age in reference to that. Our, our, with our thoughts and feelings, we create a reality, we, co- we create a reality, co-create a reality, really, on a collective. And <clears throat> with that being said, I got lost. Uh, I would say maybe not lost, but just life took over, and I got involved in businesses, worked my way up a chain, the chain of command in different businesses, got to the point where I decided to go into my own business. I started a home health care company, you know, about 18, 19 years ago, and <clears throat> and everything was going great. You know, I had successes in that. But then I got to a point where I was actually actually following the media, following what's going on out there every day, and I was basically put into fear. And I was more so focused on what was going to go wrong rather than what was going to go right because mm-hmm. of all the intentions that I was manifesting for other people because it was very fear-based, you know, and I, like you said, you can look at the entertainment industry, look at the movies, every movie coming out about the end of the world, the apocalypse, you turn on any news station or read any article on, you know, any major uh, <clears throat> news feed or, whatever, or associated press, it is usually nine out of ten times, it's negative oh, information. Yeah. Um, and so I was taking all that for serious, and I was taking it for real, and I didn't really realize what was going on, and I got to the point where, wow, this is, I was going to build a bunker, Literally, I was going to build a bunker and live in it, or I was going to do something about my fears that I've incorporated into myself over the years of this nonstop, uh, uh, constant fear-based information. And so I decided to start the United Intentions Foundation really for myself. But as an entrepreneur, I said, well, let me turn this into something that I believe that I could help, help others surround myself with people who would believe similar thoughts, that our thoughts create our reality. I wake up every morning now and I create my own news. I create Tim Ray news. And I'm like, well, this is the reality I want to experience. And, um, and so rather than living the life of, of being a slave to what other people are, are sharing and creating, I'm able to have that self-empowerment to choose what I want to live, how the free will I want to live. Now, here we are. We're in quarantine. I first time I ever heard anybody quarantining the sick, the healthy, and this is the first. This is unprecedented times, um, and so now I found myself with some of those fears that I've empowered myself over. But I can handle it now because I do know where my power lies. I mean, where if I didn't know that my power is from within, my connection to source, and I could co-create reality here, I would handle this crisis like probably most of the people are handling it right now, and it's not very good. No, you made a great point there, Tim, and I agree with you. I had a similar, you know, experience, you know, growing up, you know, I had, I was always seeking validation from others because I didn't have it from my father, right? You know, my father was not present in my life. So I grew up fear-based. I just grew up constantly, you know, in fight or flight mode and just going through the motions and living my, my life out of, you know, expectations that could go unfulfilled. And and I, I didn't know what my intentions were. I, I, I just basically was living somebody else's values and principles, thinking that's what I was supposed to do. And if I if I had gone through this this challenging time that we're dealing with now, and even if we, when you started United Attentions right after the financial crash of 2008, I couldn't imagine how I would have dealt with this. But now, when you live in your intention, it's almost like 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 there's something like somebody like. That's got your back, even though, you know, you know, logically, sometimes you could get that moment where you feel everything is going to collapse and fall apart or go wrong. Just knowing that with your with your true intent, it's all going to work out through the process. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, Chris, honestly, if you and I did not have these 
I don't know, awareness is revelations and sense of consciousness, experience. Some people can call it a spiritual awakening, whatever it may be. We would be handling this, this pandemic, this crisis, in a whole other perspective. And in fact, we probably, I don't know how you are, but we probably locked down in our basement and we never come out of fear of getting this flu, right? And it would be, it would, we'd, we'd be listening to the mainstream media every day. We would be listening to other people, what they're saying, and we wouldn't be able to recognize when someone's uh, lying or someone is uh, amplifying something about whatever it may be for their own purposes and not really giving the truth for whatever reason. We wouldn't have that, uh, that understanding of that because we would have given our power over to others and helped manifest their reality. So right now, the majority of people, I call, you know, I started the, the United Intentions Foundation, Uniting Intentions, right? Uh, and we call, we talk about positive intentions, creating positive intentions. But if you think about it right now, seven, this is unprecedented. Seven, 7.5 billion people are united in their intentions. And I'm not saying every one of them, but let's just go with the majority. Yeah. Are united in their intentions right now in fear. And in fear that's so paralyzing that people can't think straight. People are not able to make rational decisions when you're in fear. That's just part of the, of the biology of being a human being. You're, you're shut down. You're in fight or flight. You're every day. Your cortisol is just running out, popping out of your ears. Every time you turn on that news, they're, they're telling you stuff. Every time you turn on that news, they're telling you stuff that is uh, <clears throat> the most worst-case scenario. Things may be getting, and they're repeating it. And repetition is the way to program yourself for failure, especially if it's negative. And so we would be responding in a whole different way if, and I understand, I have sympathy for people who do respond and also understand sympathy for people who have uh, uh, loved ones who may be uh, compromised in their immunity. Um, at the same time, I also have the insight and also I'm not in fear-based mode where I can think about the repercussions of shutting down a world economy for even for the short period of time we might have already and how, how many more deaths will be coming out of this. And I think when we look at it from a rational perspective, I think people will say, oh, well, hey, there's other alternatives. Let's look at that. Let's look at what the best alternative is rather than <clears throat> destroying a world economy within six weeks. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I agree with you. You know, I, a lot of times, like you said, there's certain, I mean, there are some people that are caught up in all, they're caught up more in the problem. You know, again, it's because that's mm -hmm. what they know and how they've been conditioned. Instead, you know, where if you're coming from your, your intentions, you right. are, you're going, you're, you're, you're still following those intentions regardless of what's going on around you. So you're always looking for, you know, what's good in the situation, you know, where are the blessings disguised in these challenging times? It's not that we're minimizing if somebody is directly affected by this virus and dying. No, we have, you know, we have compassion for them, but yet we're not succumbing to everything and just allowing everything to crash because of what's going on. We can, we can only control what we can and we, we, we do that and just let go of what we can't just staying in that intention. So no, it's so true. So Tim, what would you suggest? I mean, you, cause you've been doing this for over 10 years now and you know, with your show and everything you do in the foundation, what do you suggest for, you know, individuals, businesses that, you know, for some reason just don't maybe don't know what their intention is or they're just confused and, mm. And they're looking for, you know, some kind of help or, you know, an answer to, to get on track. Sure. Uh, a couple of things. But for, first of all, everyone, everyone hopefully has a business, whatever reason, should have a, some type of mission statement. And, your, of course, your mission statement 
a lot of people, and I tell you, unfortunately, it's probably more, it's majority more so than the, the minority, really just do a mission statement just to do a mission statement because now they have one. Not so much that they really believe in their mission statement. It's just something that sounds good, looks good for other outside people to look at and, and give you a pat on the back. So first of all, I would create a mission statement that is truly what your intentions are to do in the world. And if it's not about, and if the mission statement is not, incongru- I say congruent with, uh, I call them universal principles. Some people call them universal laws. Uh, for example, the law of, of cause and effect, the law, law of, of oneness, the law, you know, there's, there's so many different ones out there. Um, and if it's not incongruent with a universal principle, it's probably not going to be a mission that's really going to be supported uh, by the universe, by source, by the collective. And if it's not going to be a positive impact in someone's life or a positive impact in a community's life or in, a world, in the world level life, whatever it may be, I think you're, we're, we're burning, burning at both ends here and, we're, and people will burn out. So I think, first of all, you create a mission that you know that's going to be creating a, creating a win-win scenario. Not a, not a zero-sum game, I win, you lose, they lose, I win, whatever, lose-lose, but a win-win scenario, uh, not only for yourself, but for others and for the world. So that needs to be part of that package, and that intention more so needs to be more so in that, I don't care what the job concept is or the company concept is, it doesn't really matter. If your intention is in with your mission and is in with creating a win-win scenario, your chances of being successful at that point, all you really need at that level is some skill, but more so some pertinacity. And if you have that pertinacity to see things through and to stay consistent and move forward and you're passionate, the emotion, the emotions involved in that mission, in that intention, then things exponentially manifest even quicker. And then all of a sudden you find yourself just by the matching frequency, law of frequency, matching frequencies, you'll find other people, like-minded people coming to your mission, coming to your focus. And now exponentially, when they say, Chris, two more people come together in prayer, or I always say two more people come together in united intention, that's when you start seeing the magic of how this universe really works. When that exponential energy that's being, I mean, to be measured in many ways can actually propel your business, your idea, your thought, your individual life, your relationship to the next level because now you're, you're using, you're creating your own intentional machine and you have to kind of understand that on an intellectual level and then you got to match it with the emotional level of how important and the feelings involved in this, why you're doing it. That I would say start there first, but that to me is the foundation. That is the fundamental bricks and mortar foundation uh, more so than if you went into an industry because you know there's very lucrative and there's a lot of money there. Um, and, and I think and anything you put your attention in on that level, it may take a little longer than others, you will guarantee see success. I don't, I don't see how anybody cannot see success uh, because now you're, you're, it, you're creating that kind of the buoy type of atmosphere. You're buoyant. You're able to go different directions because your mission is on that direction. If that's working there, you go that direction. If that's working there, you go that direction. But your mission really never changes, just your strategies to get to your mission. So I think that's first, and there's plenty more to talk about, but I think that alone will keep people, uh, if, if you haven't done that, scratch everything or at least start over in the sense of uh, on paper, write your mission and then incorporate into your present job that you do in your present business. And if it's not matching your present business, then you have, maybe, maybe you have to make some real hard changes and hard decisions down the road to match that in line with uh, bringing yourself in congruent with what's going on with these universal principles in the, in the world that really 
supports success and win-win scenarios. Mm, that's so true. Powerful. And it is. It, it's it's energy. And like you said, it, you know, it, it's these intentions are, are, are very powerful. You know, and I want to expand on that. And we don't, we got about you know three about well, three minutes to our our first break, but we we can we come back. We could talk a bit more. You know, everyone's got you know when it comes with attentions. You know, there there's also you have your certain values and principles, things that you know obviously drive why you do what you do, which play into your your intentions. So right. you know, you you made a great point about like. That not everybody is going to have similar values and principles to, with you. You know, some are going to be in contrast. So why are you trying to align with those types of people who are chasing them? It doesn't mean they're bad people. It's just that perhaps there's just not an alignment. So try, you know, not you're not trying to fit in with everyone. You, that you're just, you know, again, you're you're aligning with those people with similar intentions. That where this is where that manifestation can really happen when things start to come together, you could be in that flow. If you could expand on that, Tim, that would be fantastic to, to take us to the first break. Absolutely, uh, and quickly here, I mean, you hit such an such an excellent question, Chris, and so important. And I really want your listeners to really uh, hear what I'm going to say next because it's and money is energy. And if you make the decisions, you align yourself with people who are just focused on the money aspect of it and not the, not the energy that the end money brings to the table. And it's the end game of having money and you want the money and that's about the money. It, short run, you may get somewhere. In the long run, not only will you fail, but you will not be, and I can guarantee you will not be happy with the end result because it will be insatiable. So mm. instead of focusing, instead of focus on the money, which most businesses start, hey, I want the independent freedom. It's not so much the money, but I want the independent freedom. I want to be able to, you know, be on a yacht and live the lifestyle of whatever it may be. But the bottom line is, if money is driving you, and you may not even realize it's driving you, then you will find on the short end of the stick that you're missing out on the energy collection, the energy build, the bank account of energy that you need to be building up. And that, and you, how you build your bank account of, of energy is by surrounding yourself with people like-minded people. So when you're around somebody who's, who's going to be taking energy away from you, but the carrot's there because you're going to be making an extra dollar and making some more money, that will perpetuate always tomorrow you'll make the money. Tomorrow you'll make the money. Next day you'll make the money. And it never comes to you because you're not allowing it. You're not believing it because your intention is not there. You don't have the energy bank account built up yet. So the more people you surround yourself with, with like-minded people with like-minded in your mission, you're almost guaranteeing your level of success because nobody can do it alone. It is a void where no one can do it alone. And I think that, Chris, is probably the biggest and most important aspect that people often get wrong right out of the gate because they're chasing the money and they don't realize when you bring the right energy, the right intention into place, the money will follow. Uh, absolutely, I support that that response a hundred, like three hundred percent. If there is, it's so true, Tim. It's so true, and this is what we believe at Sustainable Success. You're looking for sustainable models that you have to have the right intentions, the right values and principles where it's coming from. Money is just a byproduct of that, and the uh, the value of those of that value that you give to others in your business or whatever you may be doing. Uh, it's so true. Well, we got more to expand upon what Tim brings to the table here with the power of intention. So uh, we're going to be going to break here. We got more to come. So again, we'll be right back after the break.
money's balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back again. We're here with Tim Ray, again, known as the Conscious Voice of the South, uh, with his foundation, United Intentions, and the UI Media Network, again, a nonprofit foundation whose mission is to assist others in learning how to transform worrisome thoughts into positive intentions. Not There is not a better time now than what we're talking about here with what Tim's uh, foundation represents and what it could do to help. So, you know, Tim's going to be providing you some information later. We had left off, uh, Tim, when we were talking about, you know, again, you know, the the power of intentions and, you know, values and principles and how, you know, when scaling your business is all about that intention. It's not about the money. If we focus on the money, it's not really a sustainable model. So let's get into the the subconscious aspect of this, you know, decision-making is is so important when it comes to business and it's even imp- very important in our personal lives so let's talk about the the importance of the subco- subconscious aspect of decision making sure I, I i have to say i have two businesses of course the media network but prior to all that my previous life i started a home health care company called golden home services uh and i started that from scratch just the idea and uh, it was a point in my life where I had it out. I was running a $100 million company as vice president of operations for this gentleman. And we, uh, for 10 years or so, I was working with him. And we had it out at one point. So I found myself in the middle of a divorce, uh, lost my house, and lost my high-powered job, and was living in my buddy's unfinished basement wondering what the hell just happened. And it was then at that point I realized that, okay, this is my opportunity. I could go back working for the man again, or I could actually... Um, start what I always want to do is start my own business. So that's what I did. I rolled the dice. I was risk-taking. I had two young kids I had to still take care of and the house I couldn't live in and, and an ex-wife at the time. So it was, I was working hustle. I was a hustler. I was working two, three jobs, started my own business, had a couple of breaks. And then over time, I built it up to a multi-million dollar company that runs itself now. Allows me to have fun talking to you, Chris, right? So Absolutely. Uh, over the last 18 years, but out of those 18 years, people, what people don't realize is that I made some really stupid mistakes, and these mistakes that I made uh, cost me probably 
looking back now, millions and millions of dollars. I was a procrastinator. I'd sit on my couch waiting for something to happen rather than going out and doing stuff. I would um, spend more money in one area and thinking that was going to make a difference, and I'd blow half my money and I'd have to start, from, start over from scratch and move forward. And the bottom line that I realized coming out of it, especially when I started the foundation, is really understanding the body-mind-thought uh, link there and how our thoughts do create our reality, that our subconscious really is in charge. When people ask, well, Tim, who's your boss? You know, you haven't worked for somebody for a, lo- for a long time. You don't have a boss, right? I go, no, I do. In fact, we all have a boss. I don't care if you're, self- you're an entrepreneur or if you're working for the man. Your boss is your unconscious. Your subconscious mind is in charge of you. We manifest and create things from the unconscious at a, at, at a rate of like 95% more so than we do in our conscious mindset. In fact, we, our subconscious mind is so powerful that it... Uh, it could, it could read and learn and understand things backwards. It could, at faster pace rates where constantly we can hear it and it's understanding and processing information. In fact, most of us have subconscious minds, Chris, that are scanning for what's, because we have so many negative, we have so many thoughts a day, 70, 100,000 thoughts a day, 80 to 90% of them are negative, harmful, or actually um, uh, just destructive, that we create negative realities unconsciously. We create scenarios where we're always struggling. We're always fighting for an opportunity, always fear-based, right? And, and these, this setup, this kind of setup from our first seven years of our life, which sets our stone or in stone for the rest of our life, is allowing or forcing our mind, our subconscious mind, to always scan our outside environment for what's going to go wrong. When's the shoe going to drop? What's, uh, what's, the, what's the problems out there? Rather, than scanning our environment on a subconscious level for things that are going to go right. Things, what, what are the positive ways this is going to happen? So we're kind of set up to fail in many ways. It's called self-sabotaging behavior. And I'll give you a great real-life example. Um, have you heard of the statistics, Chris, about people who play the lottery? Um, oh, yeah. About, okay, 95 to, 100, 95 to like 98% of them, people who win the lottery, you know, say the big dollar bucks here, you know, millions of dollars, 95% of them, either within the first year, lose all their money, end up going to jail, or over a period of, over a period of time, or they uh, actually die. Uh, and you're like, whoa, how can that be that type of like, like, right now, if I sat down with an entrepreneur or somebody, I said, you know, you just won $50 million. They would think like, okay, game over, I'm done. I, I did everything, don't, I don't have to kill myself. But, and the chances are that you will blow that money in a year to three years. Now, that's a hard pill to swallow. But when you really realize who's really in charge of your subconscious mind, your unconscious mind, is that we self-sabotage ourselves, and we're not even aware of it. This is why it's so hard, and I have such a big heart for entrepreneurs who make it through this, this self-sabotaging behavior because it's such a powerful unconscious way we have it. And Dr. Bruce Lipton and many other books like Good Rich Dad, Poor Dad talk about how, how we do this. But on the unconscious self-sabotaging direction, I'll give you a great example, is procrastination. You know, people think procrastination, Chris, is just being lazy, right? But it's not about being lazy. Self-procrastination is a very early program that we learn as a kid, uh, usually in the first seven years. It's a failure program. It's, it's, we are set to fail, meaning that we're not, we don't believe that we could do this job. So instead of giving it a try and going out and doing it, we're going to sit back and not do it, and we're going to preoccupied, distract ourselves to do something completely not in line with that goal, whatever it is. Because why try? We would fail anyway. 
Now, you say that to an entrepreneur, um, you're, like, you're like, no way. Are you kidding me? When you look <laughs> at your behavior and you realize why you're not getting ahead, you're not moving forward, it's always tomorrow that this will happen, and very seldom because most of everybody's blinded by their own subconscious self-sabotage self, uh, and behavior that you never see it. And whether it shows up as procrastination, it shows up as making bad decisions, it shows up as not being a money guy, or whatever it may be, it will show up until those subconscious and unconscious old programmings are either dealt with or light has been shown and brought to the, your attention to actually stop the insanity, the hamster, hamster wheel of constantly self-sabotaging your behavior. Now, it may not be a complete self-sabotage, Chris, but it could be periodically it kicks in when big things, opportunities come up. And it's like, it's like a professional a sports player. You know, they, uh, when they first get into the game, a lot of them choke when it comes to that three-point shot, right? Then you have a lot of them who, who nailed it. Their subconscious is in line with their conscious goal. Often their subconscious is, in, is in directly um, in battle, in, in, in direct, or directly in battle of what our goal is. And that's the first aspect of anybody who wants to be their own business person um, is they've got to deal with the psychological battle first before they jump into the uh, external decisions you make to be a successful entrepreneur. Wow, you gave a great explanation, and that is so true. And, and, and the thing about, you know, the subconscious mindset, again, you know, it, it, go, it runs so deep. It goes back to, like you said, our development, going back to childhood. And, you know, again, people just are aware that, you know, they're not where they want to be or something's not working. That's all they know. And they don't realize that that is where it's got to start to make those changes if we're going to get that in alignment with our conscious mindset to do why we do what we do to reach whatever objectives or goals that are important to us. So so true, Tim. Yeah. So yeah. What, what would you suggest? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're going to say what you suggest if, uh, how to deal with that. Yeah. So how would you deal? Yeah. Okay. What would be some steps that you could recommend to people listening that, you know, on whatever level they may be right now, you know, in their life, especially during this time, this challenging time. Um, I think the quick, quick answer to, your, to, those, to that question is, um, is if this is a blind spot uh, for most individuals that you're not realizing how you're sabotaging your own success, right? Uh, you're probably best to find somebody, whether it's a coach or find somebody who could see where you are and look at it from another perspective and perhaps see your blind spot. You ever notice people, uh, Chris, who, who are or yourself, you know, you could go out and you could give your best friend the best advice. You see as clear as day. It's like you can see how the guy's getting in his own way. And, you know, it's not even so much that you haven't diagnosed the problem correctly. You've got to figure out how you can get past his ego or get, get to the point of how to let him know this is what you're doing to screw up your life, right, uh, on any level. So it's always easy to see somebody else's blind spot and give them advice, which is great. And it's always <laughs> it's a freaking nightmare to find your own. So I think first seeking people like, professionals or coaches who have shown success, who, who have shown they work through their self-sabotaging behavior is probably a great way of doing it. Now, on a deeper level, like we offer products, products over at, our, um, at the foundation, it's called our Fast Track products, which actually deal with the subconscious programming. And it's, it's because you can never really change your core programming. There's a lot of misnomers out there. Uh, what your first seven years of your life is pretty much what you're going to have your core programming. And if it's procrastination, self-sabotage, it's probably always going to be there to a degree. But what you can do, thank God to neuroplasticity, 
you can create a new program, a new subconscious belief in your, in your brain, right? Where over time, as you're putting in and, and how you really reprogram yourself is through two main ways, what they call threshold programming and then repetition. Uh, and threshold programming simply is that, mo- that part uh, in your brain where you, you hear something, but you don't know what is being said. Or you see something, but you really can't read it. So what it's doing, it's firing those neurons in, in, your, in, your, in your brain, in your lobe there, uh, saying that something is being put in there. And when you develop strategies, and there's different, different groups out there, not just products that we have, but there's other just subconscious programming groups out there that actually create at, at, at threshold where it will give, give you strategies. Like, you know what? Every time, imagine having the strategy, Chris. Every time I, I, uh, every time I leave a potential prospect, I follow with a meeting with them. Now, a lot of people, like I know when I was started out, I didn't, I, I would never follow up or I was, I didn't, I was lazy. I didn't want to follow up. I was procrastinating. Um, but imagine if you're truly, your subconscious mind understood who's in charge and also your conscious mind that every prospect that you see, you follow up on every one of them. And it was programming you to do that. Think of like when you're in the elevator, when you had that strategy embedded in your brain, you met somebody and it turned out that you normally would have walked by and never said anything to them. But then this time you actually engage with that person, you find out he's a billionaire and all of a sudden he needs the services that you're out to offer. You never would have stepped into that if you didn't have that subconscious belief supporting your conscious belief. So when you, you could get program, like our program embeds about hundred, hundred different strategies, uh, 30, um, any, at, six, at, a, at a rate of 60,000 impressions every 30 minutes. So when you build that up over time, you're changing the neuroplasticity of your brain and you're creating a new pathway. So when you're stinking thinking, most of us have stinking thinking, our old core beliefs. So instead of going down that old neural pathway road and pulling out, oh, why waste your time? You're going to fail. It now has an opportunity to compare it to another neural pathway that says, I always follow up after every prospect. And so you can pull it from that new neural pathway and then start showing success. And so now you have your unconscious, your subconscious mind working with your conscious decision and mind to, to show success. Now, that's some of the, uh, the programs that they have out there. But that really makes some true change. But there's many other ways you could do. And, and one thing I do want people to focus on, you could do this. And, it's, and it needs to be done in theta. Like, you need to put yourself into hypnosis, basically. That's theta. And that's when the first seven years of our lives, we were in theta. That's, our, that's why we can't remember our, our early childhood, because we were in a different brain activity. We're not in our normal beta like we are today. We were in a theta, a hypnotic type of state of mind. So whatever was coming in, junk was coming in, was sticking there and staying. That's how we make our decisions from that filter. So when we put ourselves in theta and create a new neural pathway with successful strategies, um, that's when you can start pulling from that new information and start using that for your own success. I think that's probably the ultimate way to real make permanent change. Other than that, I think finding coaches, I think uh, getting involved. You can go to the books and seminars, uh, and, and hopefully your conscious mind will pick up on it. But the only problem with those scenarios is when you're only dealing on a conscious level, your stinking thinking on the unconscious level will kick in and it will say, yeah, that sounds great, Tim, but you know you're never going to read, follow up on this guy. You know you're never going to read the rest of this book, so why waste your time? Put it on the shelf and move on. 
So you don't even understand that dialogue going within yourself when you're that, that's part of the self-sabotaging dialogue I talked about. You don't even hear that unless you really tune yourself into it. So I would do a multiple combination of the, of the two, but definitely if you want to make some permanent changes, you're going to have to create a new neural pathway to be able to uh, establish positive, healthy business strategies that will bring you closer to success than just uh, you know, a wish and a prayer with your stinking thinking in your conscious mind. Uh, so, so true. I, I, I kind of look at it to me, you know, when somebody does that, you know, they're, 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 uh, they're managing the problem. They're not in the solution. And all they're doing is they're just, you can, you can still, you know, live, you could still do business managing the problem, yeah. but it's always, nothing's going to change unless you change. And the answer is not outside of us. Yes, we can get, you seek out resources to be informed and, and have awareness that we can then go with, but it's our job to go within to address it. So, cause you, like you said, you gotta, you gotta create it. Nobody can create it for you. And you just made a good point. We, we got a couple of minutes to the break. I want you to just sum up on that and just sum this all together sure. to take us out to the break. Sure. Uh, Chris, I made, I made, I, I, I made a, I built up a multi-million dollar business with a stinking, thinking, self-sabotaging behavior. And I still, still made, I made it, made the month, made, made a business successful. Now yeah. the question comes down to if instead of me scanning that, but my brain then was scanning for what's going to go wrong. How do I hold on to the money that I have? I yeah. wasn't scanning for the next opportunity. So if yeah. I had that unconscious scanning for the next opportunity, rather than holding on to what I had, who knows where I'd be today? I could probably be, you know, telling Bill Gates, you know, uh, you know, shut up and get get out of here. You know, <laughs> who knows where I, who knows where I would be right now if I was scanning at that time in my life for opportunity rather than what's going to go wrong. And that's the whole key of clearing that up and, and shining the light, conscious light, onto the unconscious programming and creating a new neural pathway for success. I think is critical for people to get past their self sabotaging behavior. It's so true, and I hope that everybody is listening and that will be listening later. You know, again, to go to listen to this show more than once, you know, T- Tim has made some real critical points, not only in the first segment, but here in the second segment, which is really the meat and potatoes here. So, again, you know, you, you really got to not only listen to this, but embrace it. Because, again, you know, things, if you want things to change and you want to manifest better situations, or even look for the opportunities disguised in challenges in life and business, even the, what we're going through now. There's, like you said, we said earlier, there's some people that are further digging themselves into the problem during this COVID virus thing, whereas there's some right now that can see the opportunities. They're not here yet, but they got a vision of what's going to happen, and they're in the moment right now doing what they can to make that happen. So we got 30 seconds to the, to the break. Just any, like a parting comment just to close out and before sure. we go into the... Sure, sure. I think if we could pick up uh, on the next segment, Chris, um, how to respond to a circumstance rather than react to it. And I think that will help people, especially uh, uh, to learn how, learn how to thrive in this crisis we're in rather than react, being, being a victim of the crisis. I love it. All right, great. Again, you're listening to, to Tim Ray again, Live With Intent. Again, the conscious voice of the South. We have to go to break, but we'll be right back. What is balance? 
It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. We're here with Tim Ray, again, the Conscious Voice of the South, also the founder and CEO of United Attentions Foundation and the UI Media Network. Again, our show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to creating interdependent family structures, starting with behavioral modification and overcoming limited beliefs. You can check them out at www.efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. Dot org. So, Tim, where we had left off, we, you know, we had you you shared some powerful information about you know the subconscious acts aspect of decision making and you know and 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 the process that you know that you know we could go about doing that. Let's get into like you know in terms of you know uh, circumstances, especially the ones you know the one we're dealing with you know now as uh, globally as people. What, discuss the difference between responding to a circumstance versus reacting. Sure, sure. Um, a couple of things. I just want to. I heard a great analogy. I interviewed uh, uh, a spiritual uh, catalyst, uh, Teal Swan, the other day, and she has a whole series out how to thrive in a crisis. And one of the analogies, the best analogies I've heard yet so far about what our present circumstance has been in the last six weeks is uh, the analogy of we, and because of the worldwide shutdown uh, uh, of this, I'm not talking about the effects of the, cro- uh, the coronavirus. I mean, there were. The factions out there will tell you that this is the worst disease, worst flu ever, uh, and there's others who will say that this is no different than the seasonal flu. <clears throat> Whatever the case may be, it's not as important. The, what the bottom line is is how we respond, how we reacted to this, uh, and the reaction was to shut down the world. Um, and the great analogy you heard was that this is kind of like um, we hit a wall at 73 miles an hour, and the car is now up in the air, rolling in the air, and during these six weeks, the car is still in the air right now. It hasn't landed yet. We don't, and this is why everyone around the world, Chris, they don't know how to, to react. I mean, do I come out? Do I stay in? Uh, do I challenge? Do I not? Uh, people, family members are fighting with each other. 
um, you know, what do I believe the mainstream media? Or I don't believe. I believe these guys over here. Is this 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 level of uncertainty, which of course only adds to the level of fear. Uh, so and 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 rightfully so, that should be happening because the car is still in the up in the air. The, the car hasn't landed yet. We don't know the car hasn't landed. We don't know the we don't know the estimation of the damages. We don't know the glass is flying in the, in the car. We're kind of moving around. We don't know the impact's going to be at this point. Now, many of us who were in the in the car see how bad the car accident it was. We can only imagine. We can only imagine what the impact's going to be when the car finally lands. But this is where a lot of the uncertainty is right now, and why a lot of people are very indecisive, um, you know, and, and they're not sure what to do. And a lot of people are just given a lot of their authority from giving their individual rights and their freedoms and everything over to uh, outside people who people they believe probably are looking out for their best interest. They may or may not be, but we won't know until that car lands. Now, with that analogy said, so the question comes down to, so when we react to something, rather than respond, um, is two things. A reaction is a kind of a knee-jerk uh, moment where, okay, there's a, there's a flu out here, shut down the world. You know, not all countries did, like Sweden did and everything like that, but, but that was the overall major world, world reaction uh, and not knowing what the, you know, issues was. And the difference in a response would be, okay, when you're responding to an environment, you're being the observer. You're like looking, looking at the situation from an observer's perspective rather than being the person lost in, the, in the, the drama, the fear of it all, and making decisions out of fear. You're looking at it from a, an objective observer pers- perspective. Okay, what's best here? If I do this, what will affect that? If I do this, what will affect that? And when you're in an observer role, you're not feeling fear. You're not feeling joy. You're just very neutral. You're looking at a scenario, and you're, and you're going to respond based on the data and if evidence that you can gather. But when you're reacting, you're just reacting like, no, it's, you know, six feet social distance. No, it's 12 feet. No, it's 24 feet. No, uh, you can wear a mask. No, Walmart needs to stay awake. No, no, uh, this person, you know, right. No, we got to do this. This has been one giant cluster, you know what, reaction for the last six weeks. And everyone who's saying that they know what's going on or the leaders, there's no data. Only data I ever heard was coming out of it was from some doctors in California, which was taken off of YouTube. But there's really no data coming in. It's just they're basing decisions on models, on models that basically Ferguson put a model together that shut down the whole world on one model that turns out that wasn't millions of dying. It was way off. And we're still making decisions on models now, not on data. So when you're responding to something, you're looking at the data, you're looking at the information, and you're thinking things through. Like, for example, um, UN just came out uh, talking about that because of the shutdown, not because of the coronavirus, because of the shutdown, they're expecting hundreds of thousands of children to die because of starvation, because of the, <clears throat> the problems now with the, nobody's working, the food shortages, and everything is going to be cascading from this worldwide shutdown, even though it's only been six weeks. The UN just came out and said that. Not a great organization that I trust a lot, but if they're saying that, that's something that, you know, I guess somebody should investigate. Because if it's even half true or even a quarter true, it's going to be a lot more deaths of children and, of course, um, and other people as adults as well than what the coronavirus would have done. So taking all this information in, thinking that through, like, for example, right now, Chris, the reality is I can tell you entrepreneurs who have been shut down that will never open up their family businesses that have been in business for decades. Decades. They're done. They're out. They can't. 
they got more. They, they can't afford it. They've had, they've already was struggling enough, and now this was the nail in the in the coffin, right? Even though they, they may or may not get the stimulus money or whatever the whatever the uh, handout is at this point, but you know a lot of people is going to spend already. It's like the twelve hundred dollars doesn't get you far these days. But nevertheless, people are reacting to this, and now they're still reacting to what to do rather than you know determining what's essential, what's not essential, and for example, what's essential to you to be non-essential to me. So I, this is my model about that. Anybody who has to put food on their table, their job is essential, period. Um, now, we can look at the effects, but there's been nothing in re- reference to looking at the information to how to respond to it correctly. We've been reacting. Now, that's the big difference here. And when you make decisions as an entrepreneur and a business, business person from, to, in the reactory mode, which is fear-based mode, looking for what's going to go wrong, right, you're going to most likely make a bad decision and not take into account the consequences of your actions. When you respond to the situation by being that observer, looking at everything, weighing the potential cost of this, that, and that, then you're able to make more of a, a better decision. And when in a crisis, there's no error. There's no room for error of making a bad decision because it's a crisis. It could be a life and death situation. So you really got to be able to respond to it rather than just react the way we are right now. And I think, I think we're going to see the repercussions of our reactions in the very near future. And if the UN is right and other people are right of shutting down a worldwide economy, not just our, our United States economy, a worldwide economy, we're going to see the, the repercussions of that soon enough. So I think that's critical uh, if, you know, if we had entrepreneurs running the, sh- running the show in the world here, I think we would have made decisions based on um, pragmatic responses more so than models of uh, the academia. So yeah, I, I agree. There. I agree. I right. agree. No, so, so the true. Bottom line there. Good. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the bottom line there is, you know, it's the other part of that, the response, the reactant and the reaction and the, and the response before you even get there, you have to get out of denial. You know, uh, we got to root ourselves in reality. Most people we're not plugged into reality because we have let our subconscious and conscious mind run the show. Most people are not even conscious of what's going on around them. They're just they're, they're the hamster in the wheel, doing their job, coming home, and not putting any thought into anything else. What agendas? Why, why are these big businesses, our super businesses, are still, still running the show, the Walmarts and everything else, and, and other small businesses are, are being fallen apart and not, not allowed to go, to go to work? I mean, they're FBI. They're police arresting business owners we're trying to open up their businesses, you know, this is in America, uh, you know, and I, don't, I think we just, we're not looking at the fact that our freedoms, our constitutional rights, whether, whether somebody decides to suspend them for whatever pandemic they, they, they choose, there's consequences to that reaction. And, and I think we need to look at that from a response perspective, because when you, when you give up your freedom for safety, as I think it was Benjamin Franklin said, you neither get safety nor freedom in the end. So I think we got to be as, as if anybody could be successful through this pandemic will be entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are risk takers. When, you know, I spoke to doctors over and over again, you know, guys, we need, there's going to be a massive amount of sick people when they come out of isolation because they have not been exposed to other people's microbes, their bacteria, their staff, they're, 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 they're not, they've been, they've been limited. So now I'm not saying they're going to get the COVID-19, but most people are going to get sick because their immunity, they haven't, they haven't been adjusted to the world bacteria. Humans are half, bac- half bacteria, half, uh, um, uh, you know, cells, too. So we're, we're, we're full of it. 
And every time you touch something or touch someone or whatever it may be, um, we're finding out that, wow, we're limiting our that. So people most likely, unless they have a very strong immune system, will get sick. And then will that perpetuate another shutdown? Will that perpetuate another knee-jerk reaction again and destroy even more businesses? These type of questions, I think, at this time really need to be addressed. And I don't see much leadership anywhere around the world addressing these issues other than following scientists and doctors with models that have showed us that they failed. Yeah, it's so, so true. So true. I, and, and, and do you see like with this, pa- you know, this pandemic, you know, we got a couple, I, I've got about a few minutes because I want to leave some time to obviously let people know where to find you. Do you feel like you're going to see now more people migrating to entrepreneurship? I mean, there's been so many and, but now with this, you know, being, you know, in this holding pattern, you know, it's giving a lot of people to re- time to rethink. And even though there's a lot of fear that some may have no choice, you know, maybe the, the decision will be made for them. You know, they have no choice to do right. that. Do you, what's your outlook on that? Um, I, I think so. Only problem is if uh, we have to have fertile soil for the, for entrepreneurs, you know, if we create an yeah. environment where uh, legislatively, uh, you know, that, you know, for example, these restaurants are supposed to open up in Georgia, Georgia opened up on Friday, but they put all these restrictions in while they opened up that entrepreneurs are like, well, I, I can't do all these restrictions because I don't have enough customers coming in, so I can't open up. So it was almost like yeah. they, they, re- they release it, but then tie your hands, go fight this guy with two hands tied behind your back. So it seems like it's draconian in that way. So, uh, unless the, there's the not this, I don't know if things will ever go back to normal, Chris. I just don't know. I, the way I'm seeing yeah. it right now is, is it, it's a more of a, a planned, planned situation here. Uh, but if they do go back to normal, yes, I do. And, the, and their soil's fertile for people to have their hands untied and to truly be an entrepreneur and to risk and to take the chances. Yes, I think more people will become more entrepreneurs than ever before in the history of, of, of humankind. However, I think it depends on who is running our governments at this time, not yeah. only national, but on local levels. And if they tire their hands, yep. I don't think entrepreneurs will have a chance to survive. No, I, I agree with you. I, I so agree with you. So, Tim, we, we, we're towards the end, and I want to leave some time to, you know, let people get to, you know, know where they can find you. And, I mean, I can't thank you enough for the wisdom you've shared. This was powerful information. And I highly encourage everyone that was listening today to listen to this show again at least two more times to let this sink in. And those that got came in later or, you know, again, to listen to this show in its entirety. So, Tim, where can people find you? Sure. Go to uh, uimedianetwork.org. Uh, catch some more shows on uimediaapp.com. Uh, we have uh, many shows. I actually host the Good Intention show uh, and also Awaken Atlanta. And then this new show coming out called Frequency Wars, um, which is going to be fascinating, what the reality is beyond our five senses. Uh, that's being rolled out in the next couple of weeks with our new website. But go to uimedianetwork.org, you'll, and you'll have a chance. We'll go right into our new website in a couple of weeks. But you'll be able to catch us there, watch our shows. We're on Facebook, YouTube, all the podcasts as well. Um, and uh, if you have any questions, you know, give me a holler. Friend me on Facebook, too, as well, or on LinkedIn or whatever it may be. Uh, I love meeting like-minded entrepreneurs and risk takers and people who are pragmatic to see the world from another perspective rather than what all the birds flying in that one direction see it. So, uh, Chris, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to come on here and bloviating for this last hour. And, um, you know, looking forward to having you back on our shows. Absolutely. I tell you, you got to check out, I mean, again, Tim's show is incredible. I mean, again, 
especially now, you know, you want to be tapping into that information versus the information you're getting uh, elsewhere. So powerful information. Again, thank you, Tim, for joining us. And again, guests, we, we uh, you know, thank you always. Our show wouldn't be what it is today if it was not for you. And this show is for you. This show is designed to bring in experts sharing their experiences, their wisdom to empower you to find within yourself what you can do to make those changes, to make your life and business to take it to the next level, the sustainable way. And we'll be back next week with another guest sharing some uh, content that will help you where you're at moving forward. And again, during this time, be safe and use this time wisely to set the stage for where you're going to be going in the new economy, the new normal, whatever that may be. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.